Mercedes? Yeah, I bought it 10 minutes ago. Have you seen my new mansion? Signed the deed Wednesday. Got the keys on Thursday. Burn the shit down Saturday. Adios, shitty mansion. Hi, I'm Elon Musk. Hey, y'all seen my new company, Twitter? <laughs> you know, in less than two weeks, I turned it from Twitter into Twitch shit. That's right. Twitch shit, the platform for spoiled fucking babies who can dish it out but can't take it, you pussies. Twitch shit. Am I a genius? Probably not. Maybe an impaired retard with lots of diamonds and a bad case of high. High! You know what that is? H-A-I-I? Yeah. Half-ass idiotic ideas. And this is one of them. Twitch shit. My latest fucked up creation I didn't think all the way through. But don't worry, I'll be okay. But we'll suspend your ass. Yeah, if you dare complain, you piece of shit. Hi, I'm Elon Musk. Welcome to Twitch shit. Property of Joke Man Productions, LLC. Broadcasting from the Boys Room Studios. Now, time for your host, Stan the Joke Man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Welcome to the Stan the Joke Man Show. Look at everybody. It's a shitty Monday, but we'll make do. Stan the Joke Man talking. Well, it went down over the weekend just as I thought it might. I was afraid it might. I knew it would. The red wave got flushed. The remainder of the sanitary napkin. And let the finger pointing begin. Like I told you before, folks. Predictable. Stupid. The finger pointing is, yeah, is going to begin... Because like I told you before, folks, anybody remember? Anybody? Yeah, you, back in the back row. Uh, they, they can't take responsibility? That's right! Nobody is going to take responsibility for shit! Because they're spoiled fucking millionaires and billionaires! Stop voting for them! Oh! You did. Ready for a wake-up call, you stupid mother I hope you're taking notes today, millionaires and billionaires. You guys have had it too good for too long on the gravy train. You've been living high on the hog and off the backs of the people on the bottom. But guess what? Just like I told you, little chicken shits. You fuck with the herd. You ain't got shit, boy. Nothing. You piss the folks underneath you, what you got? Fucking air. Air. So you better play your cards right, you smart-ass, arrogant sack of shit, because all you got 
is your bank account. Without that, you don't add up to dry shit. You're not the chosen one because of your fucking bank balance. Stop acting like it counts. And by the way, your money does not excuse you fucking idiots from manners, honor, and truth. And you fucking dildos got none of it. I'll tell you about some rich kids, some kids born into privilege real quick, okay? That story is fucking important. And the facts are absolute, but I'm probably off about the time on some of this shit, okay? I'm just giving you a summary. There's a place in Southeast Asia, it's about 360,000 square miles and pretty rugged terrain up in the mountains. It's where the countries of Myanmar, Laos, and uh, Thailand all come together. It's known as the Golden Triangle. United States of America, we didn't really get in on the old Golden Triangle heroin trade until after World War II. We, we, we got involved, but we weren't heavy involved. The French and the British, well, they were in there, you know, doing what they could long before we got there. But right around World War II, the United States started playing into the Golden Triangle real heavy. As a matter of fact, the uh, United States took it a step further. Intelligence community went to uh, the Laotian government and said, hey, let us build some uh, steel-matted runways right here in the Plain of Jars. And we'll put up a couple of barns next to the runways where we can refine that raw opium and, you know, heroin. We'll fly it out of here on military transport aircraft on flights called Air America into the western United States. Because our propaganda people tell us that if you put a patriotic name on anything, Americans will shove their own heads straight up their own asses. Um, <laughs> so we'll do all the fucking work and we will give you 40%. What do you say to that, Laos? And Laos went, fuck yeah. And I'm sure they said it just like that because they didn't have to do any of the work anymore. My God, they started making money. They started making fucking outrageous amounts of money. So much fucking money. Hey, look, when you make that kind of money, folks, you have to answer for it. And what I mean by that is you can't just go out there and start buying shit. It doesn't work like that. You've got to answer for that shit when you go to the IRS. How'd you get this fucking money? So you can only set up so many fake business fronts for laundering money. That's how much was coming in. I mean, it was just ridiculous. They had hundreds of fake business fronts and an entire accounting team doing paperwork on fake fucking business fronts to launder all this fucking money. And they still couldn't keep up with the money. And we can't hide anymore under mattresses. We're going to have to just start giving this shit away. And about that time, the phone rings. Oh, look at there. General Batista, leader of Cuba. Yeah. General Batista called up and said, Hey, fuckers, you know, I've got all these cane export enterprises down here in Cuba. I got cane export enterprises. I think I even have some international banks and shit down here. All I need is 40 cents on the fucking dollar, and guess what? <laughs> you get my military, my police, everything. You just can't nail my wife. You can nail anybody on the island as long as it's not my wife. You get that, bitches? All right. And the United States went, fuck yeah. Absolutely emboldened, Batista then picked up the phone and called Charles Lucky Luciano. He called him up and said, hey, fuckers, 
You know, I know you got them uh, casinos in Vegas. If you want to open up some down here in Havana, rock and roll, I'm behind you. Matter of fact, every million you invest in Havana, the Cuban government will match it a million. And you'll get the same protection that the United States gets. And the commission said, fuck yeah. And to make sure it was a success, they sent Meyer Lansky, the Jewish guy down there to run the show. <laughs> And believe you me, Meyer Lansky made the Nacional a very profitable resort casino. Matter of fact, for the grand opening, it was Frank Sinatra performing that weekend. He showed up with his girlfriend. He had a girlfriend that lived in the same apartment building he lived in. Her name was Norma Jean Baker, Marilyn Monroe. Anyway, they showed up for that week and everybody was having a ball. Everybody was taking trips to Havana. You've hear, you've heard those legendary stories about the nights in Havana. That was it. Everybody was having a blast, having a wonderful time, but they fucked up, folks. They absolutely fucked up because they forgot to pay the people doing the work. What about the maids, the national, or the or the servants, or the bellhops, or the cooks? Oh, no, no, that wasn't a high school job, you fucking nitwit, spoiled brat Americans. That's their living, and you still treat them like shit. Stay with me. This is truth. Shit, I'm talking here, folks. I know y'all like folklore, and you like soft language. No. Not here. So the wealthy Americans come down, bought up all the cane export enterprises, okay, so they could wash their dope money. And they're doing that. Boy, they're working these peasant farmers. They are working their fucking asses off now. They've got these export enterprises, but, man, that dope money's coming in. It's got to be laundered. The farmers are working longer hours. They're working three times as fucking hard, but... But their lives aren't getting better. No! Now their lives aren't getting better. They're working their fucking asses off. They don't get paid time off. They don't get sick time. They don't get health care. They don't get any of that shit. They get a wage so meager, there's no chance they're ever really going to be able to build anything and get out of the fucking mud hut, the straw hut. They'll never be able to buy a pair of work shoes. They'll have to wear their Sunday shoes into the fields to work. They'll never be able to get a new pair of pants, a set of gloves, anything. Sounds like fucking slavery doesn't it it was and they had nowhere else to go well the people in charge got a wake-up call general batista the united states and the commission found out that regardless of how well and slick you think you are you're not the world keeps turning you can act any way you want dick but the world's going to keep turning the world is going to keep growing either with or without you. Well, migrant farmers went on without them. And they started to turn on those cane export enterprises with a young lawyer from Santiago. They called up a young lawyer from Santiago. And believe you me, he come from a rich family. And uh, lucky for the Cubans, that young rich lawyer fell madly in love with a young, good looking, poor Cuban girl, and he represented her family in a Cuban court against those American export owners, and he beat them. He beat them in the Cuban courts and forced them to start taking care of people a little bit better. 
What do you think that did for his reputation as a lawyer? Oh, my God. Immediately, all the other poor families, hey, represent me too. And this young attorney started facing down these Americans and he started beating their asses in Cuban courts. That young lawyer's name was Fidel Castro. So Fidel Castro, he took over Cuba. A whole bunch of, uh, you know, Meyer Lansky and them, Charles Lucky Luciano, they cashed out the casino like two, three days before Fidel Castro got there. Yeah, of course, all the American enterprise owners and everything, they, they had already set sail. They were long gone by the time Fidel Castro showed up. And the first thing Fidel Castro did when he showed up, he seized the casinos, he seized the international banks, he seized all those international currencies, all those cane export enterprises. He took it all, folks. He took it all. And a whole bunch of Cubans that have been more on the side of General Batista hauled ass over to United States, get away from Fidel Castro. They was afraid their asses would be on the chopping block. Well, almost immediately, the intelligence community began training those exiles. They wanted their drug money laundering operation back. They wanted Fidel Castro out. They had a great thing going in Havana until Castro fucked it up. Kennedy fucked it up too. But we got to get rid of Castro. So they start actively training them exiles to take it over again. So Fidel Castro, he's in his new presidential palace. His fat ass hadn't even warmed up the seat behind the desk yet. Shit, the phone's ringing. It's Nikita Khrushchev. Nikita Khrushchev calls Fidel Castro and says, Hey, fucker! Did you know they're training Cuban exiles to come kill you and take over the government again? Did you know that? Naturally. Fiddy. Did not know that. So Fidel Castro said, why are you calling me? Khrushchev said, don't let me put you out, but you know, I, I could stop him if you want me to. Goddamn ingrate. And he said, well, I'll park about a dozen nuclear warheads right there on your beach. And if we so much as see one American insignia, my field commanders will have full permission to launch those nuclear missiles on the eastern seaboard of the entire United States and take it out. Of course, Fidel Castro said, fuck yeah. He took that deal. And Russia parked all those nuclear warheads right there on the beach, pointed at the eastern side of the country. Kennedy went to the brass and the head of the intelligence community and said, absolutely not. I'm president now. We're not playing these games. We got a gun pointed at the head of the country. You're not going to get your drug money laundering operation back. Forget it. It's fucking gone. You understand me? Now, publicly, Alan Dulles and George Cabell, they played along, but privately, they did it anyway. They armed those Cuban exiles, trained them, and sent them out on a boat for Cuba alone. Say hello to Chiano Spay or Bay of Pigs. There you go. All right, that's enough heavy shit here on a Monday. I'll finish the rest of this next week, okay? We'll finish talking. Next week is the mark of John F. Kennedy's, yeah, assassination. I'll tell you why I think he got killed. I don't know anything, but... You do enough reading, especially when it's material coming straight from the people that were directly involved that don't really have a dog in the fight or a reason to lie. That's the shit, the behind the scenes. That's where the truth lies. And um, I'll tell you what I think happened to Kennedy next week. I, this much I do believe is 100% sure. 
and that is that uh, Lee Harvey Oswald didn't fire a single solitary shot that day. Not a fucking shot. Mm-mm. I can say that because it's fucking fact. And it's backed up by court documents. Yeah, some really bad people set up that 24-year-old kid, and we'll talk about it next week. All right, let's move on to happier news. Hey, Giselle Buttcheek. I knew it. Giselle Buttcheek's already got a boyfriend. Hell yes. <laughs> That's why she bought the house right across the water from Tom Brady's new house. She is hoping, praying, Tom is going to be with the kids. Yeah, it's Tom's night for the kids, and I'm going to be in the backyard, bent over the hot tub or the swimming pool, getting pounded by my new boyfriend, and I'm going to get Tom a telescope and a pair of binoculars for fucking Christmas. He's a jiu-jitsu instructor. Because I'm not sleeping. No, Giselle is not sleeping. There's something about you. She'll meet you in the hot tub. It makes me sweat. Yes, yes, yes. And we all realize everything is fair and love and war. Let's just make sure the kids, let's just be doubly damn sure the kids are in bed before the games begin. Okay. <laughs> okay, folks. I've got major Garth Brooks news here. Are you ready for this? The story just broke this morning. Country music legend, Oklahoma native Garth Brooks, announcing today he's going to be headlining a Las Vegas residency act in 2023. You know what that means? Yeah, Garth Brooks is practically going to be living there at the Caesars Palace Coliseum doing nightly shows. Brooks announced the residency. It's called Garth Brooks Plus One. What are you including? Garth Brooks, your wiener? I don't know. Who knows? Anyway, it's going to be at the uh, Coliseum at Caesars Palace. The dates are going to start in May 2023, and they're going to run all the way to the end of the year. Now, if you're a fan of Garth Brooks and you want to get tickets to this fucking show, let me tell you, you can schedule an entire Vegas vacation around this show, but you got to do it now. Here's how you do it. Listen carefully. Fans and city card members, you got to be registered by this Thursday. You got to be registered, Ticketmaster, verified fan. Ticketmaster's verified fan by 10 a.m. this Thursday. You don't get registered Thursday at 10 a.m. You've got to be registered by this Thursday at 10 a.m., okay? Tickets are going to go on sale November 21st, a few days later. And I promise you, once they go on sale, they ain't going to last. It's, it's shit sold out. Like, it's Garth Brooks. I mean, Garth Brooks plus one. <laughs> All right. Take a look at Oklahoma weather here. And let me tell you, I'm an expert meteorologist, so turn them hearing aids up if you live in Oklahoma. Looks like the high today is going to be in the mid-40s. We're in for a wintry mix. It's going to bleed right over into tonight. They say it's only going to get down to 30 two degrees whatever it's not gonna stick tomorrow the high is gonna be 48 bottom will drop out tomorrow it'll go below freezing 26 wintry mix that ah, ain't gonna stick i wouldn't worry too much about it all right that's a fucking lie i just lied to you this is oklahoma and if you've lived any here for any period of time you know damn good and well 
what I just said is a crock of shit. It doesn't matter what the temperature says now. It's going to fucking change. It's going to change. And when they say wintry mix, you know what they mean? Hard driving, freezing rain, snow, high winds, and sub-zero below fucking temperatures. That... (laughs) It'll go that way every time. Or, or, or... My wife and I could be having dinner on the boat this evening. Who the fuck knows? It's Oklahoma. It's Oklahoma. This is where they measure global warming. Huh. What the fuck am I doing here? Holding a thermometer. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for the Stan the Joke Man show. We're a product of Joke Man Productions, LLC. Broadcasting from the Boys Room Studios right here in Henrietta, America. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at high noon on Amazon and Spotify. I will be back on Wednesday, and we shall burn it solid. Until then, my friends, adios, mi amigos. Bye, con Dios. Down on right. I got no time for private consultation under the Milky Way tonight. Wish I knew what you were looking for. Might have known what you would find. Destination. Mm-hmm.